My name is Steve Swatton. I'm the CEO of Copper Corp. Um, we're a TSX listed company. have 66 million shares out. And we have um, two properties in Tasmania. And um, one of them is an IOCG. And the other one is possibly a porphyry stroke IOCG type um, scenario. And uh, we've now completed over 6,000 meters of a 10,000 meter drill program. And we plan to continue drilling next year. And we've so far had reasonable intersections with um, a number of holes. And I'd like to talk to you about it uh, today. Hello. Hello. We've never met in person, have we? No. Hello. We Hello, Hello, Steve. Yeah, I know. Hey, so, uh, so Taz where? Where's that? <laughs> yes, we often get mistaken for Taz Tanzania, yeah, Tasmania. Uh -huh. So you're not in Africa then? No, we're in. Uh, we're clearly in in South Australia, and um, yeah, it's an interesting country. I mean, I, can I do that again? No, can. <laughs> <laughs> it is an interesting country because, like, like I'm joking. I'm, I was born in Australia, so I, I know where it is. But he, he, that's the first hurdle you've got to get over. It's like, where is this place you talk of? Absolutely, and, and it's an amazing country. In North America. They do not know where Tasmania is. They I know. think it's a separate country altogether. That's yeah. why I was sort of joking there. They do. They they don't understand um, what it is, where it is, and the only thing they've ever seen is maybe some of the um, great nature programs that you have. So hmm. yeah, it's the first hurdle we have to get across, particularly North American. Yeah. Okay, you go elsewhere, UK, you go to Australia, of course, and they all know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of kind of like because you got New Zealand down there, which I think most of North Americans have heard of. I'd like to think they have, please. And mm. Australia, which they've definitely heard of, you know, great mining yeah. jurisdiction. So, be, are there other mining companies there? Or is it completely... No, know, no. There's eight operating mines in uh, Tasmania. Okay. In this northwestern part of Tasmania, which is about 50 square kilometers, there's eight operating mines. There's a gold mine, there's a Renaissance tin mine, there's a Rosemary multi-commodity right. base metal mine. Um, Henty, uh, they've got six or seven mines. One new one that's just come out of production, Avery Nickel Mine. Yeah. So yeah, and we're right next to this Avery Nickel Mine. So everybody's either indirectly or directly related to the mining industry in this small part of mm -hmm. Northwest Tasmania. Yeah, okay. I want to talk to you about, right, obviously you're, you're over here in the UK, you're, you're at the Mines and Money Show, meeting investors, telling, telling the story. Um, it's a relatively new story. We, we, we mm. have spoken once online about it. 6,000 meters, I didn't realize you've done that much. So. Um, can you tell you how much you allocated to each project? I just want to know what, what we In terms of cash? Yeah, or cash and meters. We're, we're spending, uh, we've raised over 10 million, 12 million. Uh, we've now 7 million in the bank and we spent roughly two and a half on one and just half a million on the other one. Okay. The rest of it is in legal and operating fees. The, 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 the great thing, looking at the headlines anyway, the great, the great thing quite good, but can you give us a sense of what the all body's like and yeah. perhaps what you knew before you kind of walked in there? Well, it was previously, it was actually discovered by CRA. Uh, it's been um, drilled in the past by a company called Stella Resources. Mm. And Stella actually then uh, refocused into the tin industry. And so we picked up the property uh, two years ago, three years ago. It was in a private company called Georgina. Uh, Georgina became Copper Corp and we IPO'd in January. And the whole premise behind this is this is a regional play. This is an area play. We've taken 1,400 square kilometers of ground. And within this, there are multiple different copper and gold showings. Mm. And it was predicated on uh, an ex-Ivanhoe geologist who visited a local mine called Savage River, which is 600 million tons of iron ore. And it's not dissimilar from something I've previously worked on in, in northern Sweden called Kiruna. And so we both recognize that this, this has some potential for IOCGs. And sure enough, I mean, it does have some uh, analogies to IOCGs, but we're still early days. But... 
the mineralization is is roughly uh, half percent to one percent material. Yeah. And what we're trying to do is develop out a, uh, a known lithological. We've got three lithological um, uh, units with uh, high grade, higher grade copper. Yeah. And it's the upper hanging wall that seems to have it. And interesting enough, it's increasing grade going um, down dip. Okay. Talk about IOCG, iron ore, copper, gold, uh, and, and the context of why that is important. If you don't mind, because some people won't understand the terminology. Uh, well, well, the reason why it's important is because some of the largest mines in the world are, are yeah. IOCGs, and probably the most famous one would be Olympic Dam, but Candelaria in, in Chile is also another famous one. There's numerous of them around the world in places like Mongolia, Carajás district of Brazil, mm -hmm. uh, even the one I just mentioned, Kiruna in, in northern Sweden. So even when I was at university many, many years ago, there wasn't such a term for IOCG, but it's, it's a, sort of a basket case for this sort of pull-apart type basin geology that is poorly understood. And actually, each IOCG is different from the next one. And ours, at the moment, has relatively limited uh, gold, but it doesn't yeah. have cobalt. And they're all different. And, yeah. and so you only kind of understand it when you've probably drilled about 100,000 meters. And as I say, we're only 6,000 meters into it. It's actually had 4,000 meters before. The best intersection before was uh, 21 meters, 1%. And just for reference, that's not dissimilar to what the first holes were at Olympic Dam. And they actually discovered the ore body 22 kilometers away. Mm. So this is regional play. We're just getting into it. And look, it's a magnetic signature we're following, which goes on for uh, tens of kilometers. And we've just honed in on the area that everybody knows there's some mineralization. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar, Matt, with that part of Tasmania, but it's extremely thick jungle. Mm. And it's, a, it's not easy to get around. So it's very understandable as to why there hasn't been a lot of multiple discoveries in the area. The old timers did do a great job. Unfortunately, in the day when they were there, they used to burn the ground and do the work. So we're following up on a few of the old anomalies that they had. But of course, they didn't have the, the, uh, the beauty of having um, advanced geophysics that we have and, and geochemical techniques. They were just doing prospecting. Mm. And the local anti, um, sorry, local Mount Lyle mine which was discovered because it was a bald mountain at the time, is 3 million tons of contained copper. That, even by today's standards, would be considered a world-class deposit. And there's a, country, uh, there's a company called New Century that's now bringing it into production yeah. again. Okay. Got to remember that name for a while. Um, and let's talk about strategy. Because mm. it's, explorers, especially starting off, it's that whole cookie-cutter approach of um, raise some money, do some work, do a bit of drilling, raise some money, do some work, et cetera, mm. right? You're XBHP? Yeah, XBHP. Base dev? Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. So big boy territory, and then you, you know, dropping down here into how do we kind of stay at the table, I always, is the phrase I like to, you've got to stay at the table and raise the money. So how you spend your money, where you spend your money, and what you're able to say as a result of spending that money, usually through the drill bet, is really important to the cost of the next raise for you. So. Mm. 6,000 meters plus 4,000 meters that have been done previously, 7 million in the bank. What happens next year? At the moment, what we're going to do is um, uh, we're going to terminate the drilling at um, Alpine and mm -hmm. review what, what we've got and where we're going to be drilling next because these the, the type of mineralization is such that um, we have quite about 10 kilometers of strike of similar types of rocks. Mm -hmm. So we're going to target other areas within that. but. The second property I was telling you about, the skyline, is Dora. Mm -hmm. It's called Dora, uh, the actual prospect itself. It's never been drilled before. This is absolutely phenomenal because it was discovered in the 1930s. 
And it's totally different. We're not quite sure what it is. It's a unit called the Mount Reed Volcanics. And that is also the host of the Rosemary Mine. Mm -hmm. So within this, uh, we've, we've, we've taken some uh, rock samples from previous trenchings, trench, trenching work that was done in the 1930s. And we have um, results from, from muck samples, which is a bunch of different rocks that were brought up, which is 20 grams gold, 2% yeah. copper, and um, multi-percent wow. okay. um, base metals. So we're not entirely sure what it is. So when you're talking about what we're going to do next, we're going to stop the drilling on the drill out of the resource that we think we have at Alpine. And then we're going to concentrate on the Dora in the interim. But then, look, it's tax loss selling in, in North America right now. You know, you know the situation. Yeah, so but, you know, other members of the board, we're fairly experienced seasoned guys who kind of know the annual cycle of how it raised here. I think we've got something that is of interest, like you were mentioning, I was in BHP, of interest to a major. So it might well be that one of the majors might take an in. Part of the reason why we're here in London and other places I've just come from Australia as well, yeah. is we have actually come, you know, first first out, first blush, right. we're showing everybody what we have. And it have been well received by particularly the majors. Explorer, Dora, good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm almost sort of intrigued by you know how you kind of you know, raise the flag and say look we're here we've got some interesting showings here and we're going to go through a process so at least have us on your ra radar i guess it's easy for you to kind of you know, mm. put on put in a few calls on that front we are also seeing some of the majors also in the mid, mid camps as well so moving a little bit further upstream towards the exploration side of things something they haven't done for, totally. for a long long time yeah um big projects Higher grade projects are getting harder and harder to find, more costly to find. Do you think you are you liking what you're seeing in the market in terms of these small budgets being issued by some of these 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 majors? I think you know Rio and BHP have actually got little yeah little programs in place. You're not putting your hand up for any of that, are you? Um, look, I, I find it ironic that yeah. they're going back to what we used to do 15, 20 years ago, yeah. and they're trying to like entice the juniors to to somehow sidle up to them. But I'm a little bit more wary of, of all of that type of approach. But I do think that if you have the endorsement of a major, like you just had a, another mm. gentleman in before earlier mm. who got the endorsement from Lucas, Lucas Lund or Lundin Group, mm. um, yes, it does help, but you've got to be careful that you don't give away the, the baby with the bathwater on. Yeah. Things. So, I mean, on the one hand, you need them, but you don't need them too much in the early days in order to raise money or else you're, it becomes a little bit of a... a, a a difficult ask when you're going out there when you know that probably if they have a right for your first refusal on your property, yeah, you know, yeah. another major is not going to be interested. So. But that's what I mean. It's just, it's been, it has been a difficult period for yeah. us 18 months for juniors, right? Mm. You know, the, the commodity prices, well, apart from pressure metal, doing quite well, quite frankly, but the equities just, it's been yeah. a sort of risk off environment. And like, this is one of the desperate times, desperate measures. Uh, and quite frankly, I, I quite like these measures, you know, at least putting mm. some money on the table or the option of some money on the table. Same in terms of these sort of, whether it be tax incentives or actual funds mm. from these, these kind of on, on the battery metals side of things and obviously copper falls nicely into that. I, I just wondered, do you feel that the sort of shape of the market is changing in terms of access to capital, alternative financing, if you want to totally. call it that? Yes. I mean, we've hardly met one fund once we've been here. You know, hardly any, any of the banks have been, I don't, I don't see BMO or any of these people coming towards us. It is a small office funds. Yeah. We had the best reception in Frankfurt yeah. from people we had no idea, but they were extremely knowledgeable about right. the market. And obviously in Germany, yeah. probably they're closer to the action than anybody in yeah. terms of 
you know, battery metals. Amazing. Um, but I would say that the traditional sources have moved. And, and the majors, we've, we've spoken to by BHP Tech, uh, Rio, um, I'm missing one here, but they, they have come and I have approached them, but they've yeah. actually come back and said, yes, we're quite interested in what yeah. we're looking at. And I'd imagine that, like in the old days when I was there, you start offering them um, some equity. And that is another source of financing, which I don't think I've seen in the last five or 10 years, mm. that type of approach. Agreed. And yeah, and BHP actually building up their um, exploration team again. I mean, my job was to actually reduce the size of it. Yeah. And here we are 15 years later and they're building it up again. Yeah, it's funny how things change. Yeah. It really is. Look, back, back, back to you, back in Tasmania. Obviously, you've got, you got mm. some money and you've got a plan for, for next year. We've got two years' worth of drilling. Right. Okay, that's where I was going. So we've okay. got enough padding here. Yeah. But also, we're also cognizant that, look, if the market is shifting in a direction, we've got enough people on the board here with enough experience that we can kind of like get the rudder and yeah. move it in a different direction. But for now, we're focused on this part of Tasmania. Our geologists are Tasmanian. Every, everything that we do, we have mm. two or three people operating in Vancouver. I'm one of them. And uh, we have four or five geologists down. And right. It's a very lean and mean uh, okay. group. We, we don't have many overheads. It's, it's interesting. Again, I, I, I'm always wondering how the small companies navigate these choppy waters. And you know, timing is everything. Yes. As always, timing and luck, quite frankly, more often than people realize, uh, um, I, I suspect. For you guys, given the IOCG, given the, the mm. kind of balance between the, all the, the, the commodities that, that you're seeing and the grant and the, and the grades, quite frankly, it's not too shabby. No, quite frankly. Well, um, 18 meters point five percent it's not too Yeah, I'll take that. <sighs> Definitely yeah. take that. No, that's, that, that, that's good. There's a few other things in there as well of note. Um, you, you've, got, you've, got, you've, got to, you've got to get people to notice you, obviously, but you've also got to time this market and you've got to spend your money at, a, at an appropriate rate. Mm. You can either turn the volume up or you, or you can turn it down. You're bored. So, you know, you're part of a, part of a quite good group. Um, you can go and raise money. If the market turns next year, can you work quicker? Can you throw more money at this thing? Of course we can. The guy you were talking to, I was talking to before this, who you referenced, mm. was he just been given a chunk of money. And the question to him was, okay, we like what you're doing, but it's all bits and pieces. What happens if we gave you a lot of money? Could you spend it? The answer was, yes, I could. I asked yeah. that question of some CEOs, and they go, well, we can only move at a certain speed. Where, oh, where do you fall? Look, what we did is we were about to gear up and have 24 hour, two 24 hour drills. Mm. At the time we were operating with one 12 hour drill. Mm. This is exactly what we, we said, hang on a minute here. Sorry, mates, you know, we're going to have to yeah. tell it back. And so we're doing 12 hour, you know, the, the deposit's not going away. What we're drilling sure. is not going away. We spent enough on it to hold it for the next 10 years, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, we can ratchet it up. And um, particularly with the other one, Skyline here, it, you know, once we once we get the opportunity to get in there and drill it, that may end up taking a life of its own. So we've got a couple of avenues here. And, uh, you know, the third thing is, is that with, with 7 million, somebody said to me yesterday, 7 million, 70 million in this market. I mean, we, we would be opportunistic in mm. going and in getting involved with other companies that yeah. have a similar sort of philosophy to ourselves and yeah. moving ahead. So you've got to, it's, it's, it's interesting, you've got to be seen to be moving forward. But on the other hand, you yeah. can't be seen to be uh, wasting the money that you have. So, well, I think I think yeah. having any, any money and not needing to go to market for, for two yeah. years or whatever that whatever it turns out to be is 
rare and it's, it gives you options, but it also protects you. It's defensible position. And lots of companies are cash stranded at the yeah. moment and regret not taking money sooner. So, uh, and they don't have those, those options available to them. So yeah, there are deals, but yeah, the company you were saying, you gotta take care of your own knitting first. I suspect, yeah. Yeah. Um, and get, get focused on that one. But look, um, Tasmania, now everyone knows where it is. Do you want me to tell you to give the elevator pitch on Tasmania? Yeah. No, we know, we, we know. You, you told us we're, we're south of Australia, northern know, New Zealand. I'll tell you another thing, 100% renewable energy. Oh, okay. Up. Yeah, and so actually literally within 10 kilometers. I'm assuming hydro? Is it a bit hydro hydro and, and, and wind. wind. We've got wind right next to it. In fact, it borders our property, unfortunately. Yeah. And look, the energy companies have reached out to us to ask us what our demands are going to be going forward. And I said, oh, a bit early here. But, Seriously, they, they export it to the main main uh, land and also the, the main island. So the local government as well, um, I say extremely supportive. And we were yeah. getting $70,000 per hole on yeah. this new skyline as a rebate because they're encouraging more exploration okay. around. So um, all eyes are on us right now with this one because it's the last, I would say it's the best undrilled property that they know in this part of Tasmania. So... Because uh, a little bit they of They want you to be there. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of interesting. I've got any compared yeah, to like right. South America. More than 50% of the revenue of the state is driven by mining and mining related products. Interesting. I expect to say in the context of some of the South American social. Yeah. Unru- I know where you're going with that. You know, yes. I, I don't. I don't want to get yes, There's some great people in some great, great countries and some great projects. But South America Fantastic. has got this reputation of just being a, a, a little bit socialist and therefore slightly anti-mining and in, in certain jurisdictions, certain certain. Um, look, the way I was look upon this is, is the world is all local. Everything's yeah. local. Whether you're in the Philippines, whether you're in Chile, yeah. or whether you're in Peru, it all depends where the project is within that country. The nice thing about uh, parts of Australia is yeah. they have a very realistic approach and a very stable political environment. So it's right. not that Australia's got any better. It's just other places have got a little bit more um, uncertain would be the word. Yeah. You know? okay. Like, um, let's face it, Chile's been a, a darling since Pinochet. Yeah. And yet now it's, it's, it's hovering. Yeah. I don't think anything will drastically change there. Yeah. The one difference is, is that in places like Chile and Peru, there's this new overtone of um, water stress. I mean, you know, you look at a lot of the copper districts in the world, they all seem to be in slightly um, difficult areas in terms of access to water. And all of the mines in, in Chile have to use de- desalinated water, pump yeah. it uphill. Yeah. Of course, it all adds to the cost. You take a place like Tasmania, you've got 100% renewable uh, power, you've got a, um, a government which is supportive, you've got a, um, uh, a local workforce that is highly trained. We're also close to port. So we've got quite a few things going for us. Yes, it's over there somewhere that nobody's ever heard of. And I, I'm surprised they haven't because there are some large mines. But Matt Lyle has been closed for a number of years. But, you know, today, if somebody discovered that, there'd be a huge rush going on. There. Mm. Well, like, I appreciate you coming and telling us the story, Steve. Good to see you over here. Thanks. Um, and best of luck. Stay in touch next year, okay? Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. Take care.